Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 99.90 Jass Revenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. We're going to bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How are you doing? I am great, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm going to read a text from uh, Bob from the hat. Bob, thank you for talking about the Golden Bears. Well, not everybody agrees with that. Um, there were a couple things that happened this weekend. Number one, there was a time in which, and you're going to you're going to date me a bit on this, but uh, I can remember watching the Vanier Cup on CBC sure. back back in like 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, TSN did a great job with U Sports at the time that I was an SID at the University of Alberta, 2000 to 2008. Uh, the Golden Bears National Championship games on Sunday, and the Bears weren't a lot of them. Uh, would be on TSN. They moved to Sportsnet around 20. 14-15 when Alberta won back-to-back because Louis DeBrusque worked a bunch of those games. Mm-hmm. They are now on CBC either on UP or on uh, on YouTube or on Jam. Right. Um, just as a as a te- guy that's been heavily involved in television program, how much would it cost a network, as an example, to staff and crew and uh, you know a couple games like that for a tournament? Probably. Um you know, if you do two and three days, you're going to do three and three days. It probably costs between twenty and thirty thousand dollars a game, and the bill would probably overall for the weekend would probably be close to sixty to seventy thousand dollars. So that's so if they did that's the cash, two, cash they, money. So if they did two semifinals and a final. Yeah. So three game, but you could, you know the good thing is is two semis in one day is that it, yeah. you know you have the, everybody's in place. You just have to pay the overtime. It's uh, you know when I was a kid. And it's a lot, lot, lot. I'm a lot older than you. I mean, the 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 Vanier Cup was on CBC. The the CIAU basketball championship. I remember Brian Heaney not only broadcasting it, but prior to that, playing in it. Yeah. Um, and and the hockey tournament was on when it it wasn't near as well organized as basketball and football, but the hockey tournament was on. And in my mind, that was the role, and that is the role of what the CBC should be doing. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, the problem has become is that you know everywhere we go, it's a 
it, it's a cash business. You have to be able to generate right. revenue. That's why TSN walked away from it. That's why Sportsnet walked away I'm, from it. I'm sure you've heard the story, uh, but uh, Alberta on uh, Saturday, and, uh, and, you know, we'll throw this out there. We'll get, don't worry. We'll get, we'll get to the others and the Sharks here in a second. Uh, Alberta had a pretty good tournament for a team that I consider in a rebuild. Like, uh, you know, in terms of talent-wise, maybe the lightest team in about 20 to 25 years, from my, in my opinion, uh, watching that program. Uh, they won the opening game 7-0. They lost a couple players to injury in the first period. They won the second game against the host PEI 4-1, but they're up 3-0 in the third period, and Prince Edward Island started running around, and uh, they ran the goalie, Ethan Kruger, one player. Uh, like, you know, was lost possession, puck skated right through the goalie, and then after the scrum ended, he sucker punched the goalie. Mm-hmm. Dropped him, knocked the Ethan Kruger out of the game. Ethan Kruger's been to Oilers camp, by the way, before. So Ian Herbers elected after the game was over, and they continued to run and, you know, hit Bears light and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he elected not to shake hands with his team. What did you think of that? Well, I mean, and I, I full uh, disclosure, I did not see the game. I did not see the events that you described. But, you know, in, in the heat of the battle, if one team is going to do – things as heinous as that then i think the coach has every right not to not to be able to his concern his concern was that something might end up taking place during the handshake and that's that's, hey that's fair i still don't you remember handshakes in montreal boston and milan lucic Lucic? dale dale weiss (laughs) yeah so uh you know the great tradition of shaking hands is one thing but player safety is another and you don't you know it's disappointing when we hear and see things like that because that does not give our game no matter what level that does not give yeah. our game a great name no uh who was uh, keith oberman the worst uh the worst person in sports and he did a milan lucic worst per- <laughs> what do you think of keith oberman by the way i love him yeah he's very talented he, he's a, he, he's actually uh he loves um he loves hockey he does he's a huge ranger fan um, he loves the Vancouver Canucks, and he loves John Shorthouse and John Garrett. Really? Yes. Uh, and uh, and he, I did a show uh, at Sportsnet with Merrick and PJ Stock for three or four years. Uh, and over that show, we became great friends with the. You team. actually had me on that show about uh, about once a month back in the day. You used, to, you, you used to be on that show. You used to have me on a show that you were part of, John, back then. <laughs> Not now, though. Bob. No, no, I, mean, I know. No. I know the other Bob doesn't want me on. I, I get it. Or, no, no, or, you know, or, or listen, it's you. <laughs> I would say that it, I, I I must defend my friend McCowan because, like most, you pe- book you book the show. <laughs> no, but like most people in the business, he doesn't know any of us. There we so. go. I'm completely right. I, well, then it's you. Who knew? Uh, Hey, hey, Brendan, just back, just so you know, Mark, please mark this will be Shannon's last appearance on the show. <laughs> <Got it>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we got a game tonight, so let's get to it. It's the orders in the San Jose. By the way, what, what were your thoughts on what you saw Edmonton and Seattle on, on uh, Saturday? Well, obviously Evander Kane had a hell of a game, and a couple of guys uh, uh, really played well. I, I'm, always, I'm always happy when the local guys contribute. So I was really happy for Yamamoto with his family in the building. Uh, Derek Ryan always plays well. The two kids from Eastern Washington being able to go and play professional hockey in Western hockey, uh, Western Washington for the day, that was, that's always kind of cool. Um, I, I still wonder, you know, at times the sloppiness. I think we talked about this last week, Bob. Is that you know it, it, if the if the game stayed six to two, you'd be really happy. But why why does this team always seem to allow that you know that yeah. third or fourth goal? Yeah. Then you're yeah. then you're you know gosh you know come on let's, can we not close? 
and uh, and and you know, every once in a while, it comes back to bite you. Well, that six four goal, you could see the frustration sure. on Drysaddle's face. Yeah, he was absolutely. really angry that that. And and so those are the types of things that you say, hey, gosh, we gotta we've we've gotta watch that. We've gotta play tighter through the whole game. We can't rest, and we can't think we're gonna outscore a team every night. Hey, uh, you can jump in on this as well. Another text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is from Ken in St. Albert. Two questions on the Golden Bears men's hockey squad. Is Sherwood Park's uh, forward Bruce McGregor uh, related to the former player assistant GM Bruce McGregor of the Oilers? And wouldn't it nice to uh, wouldn't it be neat to see Matt Fontaine? Uh, the grandson of Val Fontaine get an amateur tryout with the Oilers. Uh, both players still might have varsity availability next year. That comes from Ken and St. Albert. Uh, yes, Bruce McGregor is the grandson. Uh, so that's Brad's kid? That's Brad McGregor's son, yes, who worked for the Oilers. Brad's actually in development over at the University of Alberta. Brad, Brad worked uh, uh, the first years that uh, that we came out here to do Hockey Night in Canada. Brad was our runner. Yeah. He, he used to get the player guests, which yeah. is which he's, is the way we all started. He's he's in development at the U of A, and i got to tell you, 20, you know, I've been around the university for <laughs> on and off for about 30 years. I've always wondered, what the hell do guys do in development? I'm just kidding, Brad. <laughs> uh, but, yes, and, and Val Fontaine, you would, he, he was actually, was he out Detroit back yes. in, like in the in the late fifties after he played here at Edmonton and then so. and, and then was with Pittsburgh in the NHL I as re- well. I remember more with Pittsburgh, but I you know if you uh, if I was one of those guys that used to get the NHL guide every year and go through yeah. and, and there is Val Fontaine for the Red Wings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, Matt Fontaine, who was the captain of Alberta. He's actually played for the organization that's here. He played a full season with the San Jose Barracuda in the American Hockey League before redshirting for a year, then playing at the U of A. So he's already had AHL experience. All right, so let's get to it. It's the Oilers and the Sharks tonight. We we agree uh, the team needs to lock it down. James Reimer starting in goal tonight against Jack Campbell. That'll be an interesting matchup for different reasons. Two different two two Maple Leaf goalies are trying to find something to to to, uh, to hold on to. I mean, to me, the you know this is an important night for Jack Campbell. This really is to you know finally get back in a groove somehow. Um, you know, the the team without back to backs, the team is playing in such with the calendar. You could justify playing Stu Skinner all the time. You really could, but. Between now and the end of the regular season, you've got to get Jack Campbell back up and playing at a quality level. You got to get him back up to that 900 save percentage. You have to, uh, and hopefully that will. This will be his chance tonight. At the other end of the ice, um, you know, I this the James Reimer scenario with what he did Saturday night, saying he did not want to participate uh, in their uh, their LGBTQ uh, event and, and where the the sweater of the uh, that the sharks had created—it's disappointing. Uh, you have to respect people's religious beliefs and and freedom of speech, but there's a better way to do it. And what he's done, Bob, in my opinion, he's he's forced his teammates to answer for him, and that's not fair either. You know, he won't talk today. But every player, I guarantee, you, every player that was interviewed today was asked the question: So, what do you think of James Reimer? That's not fair to that player. You know the, that that this was all James Reimer's doing, not his teammates' doing. Okay, and I believe the Oilers' night is going to be on Saturday against the, Vegas. Against Vegas, I don't believe they're doing uh, jerseys, okay. team-specific jerseys. But of course, everybody's going to have pins and tape, tape, and all that kind of stuff yeah. to to support the. Yeah, I do wonder now, uh, not a league uh, initiative, but I do wonder if teams will take a step back 
and say, you know, do we really need this? You know, the Islanders dropped theirs. Minnesota dropped theirs. The Rangers had a different trade of thought. Uh, Columbus changed their the way they did it. Uh, I, I wonder if there's there's been a push enough of a pushback. Uh, more by the players and and by other groups to say we, we don't need this anymore we don't need we don't need this distraction anymore yeah you know I mean hockey is for everybody we have to promote diversity but are there different ways to promote diversity all right that is John Shannon joining us right now uh, he's not done yet because we're gonna keep oh. talking about this matchup tonight I don't think Edmonton's gonna look past San Jose and I'll tell you why like the, you know Columbus I'll tell you the game that I'm concerned about Wednesday. No, no. In Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. They got uh, a great home record. They got a great home yeah, record. Yeah. And I just wonder if teams go in there and it's, you know, it's in the Mullet Arena there, the Moulet Arena, and they're kind of like, geez, you know, I'd have, I played in a better place than Junior. So, so file this one away too, Brendan. I wonder when the Oilers play there if there'll be more Oilers fans than Coyotes fans. Well, I, I, I would not be surprised. There was usually about 2,000, 2,500 yeah, Oilers so fans in the old building. And so I, I think that those 2,500 to 3,000 Oilers fans will show up again. Think so? Yes. And yeah. I think it'll be it'll appear to be a home game for the Oilers. I, I, you know, the Oilers did not play great. Connor McDavid referred to the performance as quote-unquote ugly after the victory against Seattle. Uh, and I think that there's a healthy amount of respect. Jay Woodcroft, uh, you know, spent seven years in the Sharks organization. He coached Logan Couture, uh, Tomas Hurdle for at least a season, Hurdle's case, and Mark Edward Vlasic. Those guys have been there a while. Those are, I, I'm pretty sure those are the three uh, players that were uh, on the team back. That, I think they're the only three still left. Um San Jose, you know, they've struggled in terms of their five-on-five scoring and their 30th in the league in goals against. By the way, John, very quietly, the Sharks have worked their way up to the second best percentage right now of landing Connor Bedard at 13.5%. What do you think Mike Greer is cheering for tonight? <laughs> well, but you can't. I mean, that's, I know that's, that's a you know a loaded have, question. We have friends all over the league with all with all these teams in the Bedard Derby, and, and, and you phone them up and say, "What well, you won last night? Why?" And they say, "Well, players want to still win. Players want to compete. Yeah. Players don't want to be embarrassed." But you know, you know, at a certain point, and and by the way, you can have the f- worst record in the league, and you still only have a twenty-five percent chance of getting the player. I never forget the look on Tim Murray's face when the orders got uh, McDavid. Just changed it. It changed uh, the trajectory of the franchise in Buffalo. Yes, the difference did. between getting Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. Yeah, you know. So, John, here's the thing with San Jose. For 15 years, they had the best combined record in the league. Yep. They just didn't win a Stanley Cup. They 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 had some advantages. It's a lovely place to play. Uh, I watched a lot. I'll tell you, I watched a lot of their games. You know, part of the reason why I watched, I thought Randy Hahn and Drew Remenda, outstanding. As, they were uh, as good as there was in the league. Um, I never got the sense from people in San Jose that, and maybe it was because they didn't win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I never got the sense that there was arrogance out of that organization. You know, we used to get Doug Wilson on the show a lot early in in, in their time there, um, and so they're going through a bit of a. Re- and you know, I'm looking at this team right now, and I'm thinking, Oof. this is not a bit of a rebuild. Like, this is a he, full blown. He, he's and by the way, I think they're going to be worse next year. I, I really do. I think do, they're going to be worse. You think they'll trade Carlson at the draft? I think that they will. Uh, they'll have to talk about it. 
they will have to talk about it. Unless Eric comes and, and sit, walks into Mike Greer's office and says, I want to be part of this, I am fully committed, and you know what, I, I will not approve any move. And that's the only way it's that they that they have to that they will consider it. He'd be a great cornerstone to have for the next four years, a great leader to have for the next four years, if he's fully engaged. Then the question is, is he fully engaged? And I, there's only one person that can really answer that, and that's Eric himself. You know, his wife's from Ottawa. I I I mean, I heard I heard rumblings of going back to Ottawa in the last month too. Uh, at some point, now they went and got Jacob Chikrin instead at the deadline. But uh, it, it's it's a difficult situation. They should have started this rebuild a year after they went to the Stanley Cup final, and they held on too long, too long. This is so reminiscent to me of what we saw in the late '80s with the New York Islanders, where Bill Torrey rewarded the guys that won the four Stanley Cups in the early '80s and said, we're going to stick with you, stick with you. And, and look, what, look what the Islanders went through, albeit, you know, the 92 year or 93 year when they upset the, the Penguins. But they went through a long, hard yeah. rebuild a couple of times because they stuck with the veteran players. That's what they did here, too. And then they, didn't, they pay, overpaid for uh, Carlson. They overpaid for Evander. Uh, and now they, I mean, look, look at their drafts, Bob. They, they have little to show for their drafts. It's you know it, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long process. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Of, just to put things further to what John's saying here, if you take a look at the San Jose Sharks, the team that we're going to see tonight. By the way, they got good game notes. <laughs> well, it's, it it's, makes you sound intelligent. As a as a former SID, I have an appreciation for the <laughs> amount of DTS. I need all the help I can get in trying to sound intelligent, John. Uh, that's why I got a real smart guy like you on the panel with us tonight. Uh, two first-round picks in the lineup tonight from San Jose that are theirs, right? Yes. And that's Kutcher and Hurdle. That's it. You know, that's and and how and how long, trade, and how they long tra- ago was that? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the case of uh, Hurdle, it was in 2012. That was the Yakupov draft year. He was 17th overall, and they got Couture ninth uh, overall way back in 2007. Exactly. And all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the two sides of Craig McTavish here, because Craig McTavish and me had an animated discussion a number of years ago over Andrew Miller and Derek Ryan. Okay. And the problem was that uh, Mac T was a guy that got to make the choice. So <laughs> you know how that ended at that time. <laughs> I do. For, for that me. never stopped you from lobbying for Derek Ryan. Right. So. And, and as it turned out, since that time oh. that Craig and me had that conversation, Derek Ryan's gone on to play 477 more games in the NHL, and, and Andrew Miller never played another game in the league. But back to Mac T. He was pushing the Oilers hard back in 2007 to take Logan Couture. That was his guy. The Oilers drafted Sam Gagne at six. Couture had suffered a shoulder injury that year playing for the Ottawa 67s. He's had a hell of an NHL career. He sure has. 915 games played. He's got 24 goals this year, 692 points. He's been a great player for the Sharks. Well, I mean, if you can play at that level for Brian Kilray, you can play in the National Hockey League. And, uh, you know, he he was part of that pedigree of the 67s. Uh, that so many players came out of Ottawa on the OHL at that point with what Kilray taught them about not uh, about being not just hockey players, but being men. They have a third first-rounder that's in the lineup tonight, by the way. William Eklund, who went seventh overall in 2021. They're high on him, so he's in the lineup. But he, he's, I mean... He's, a, know, devel- he's he, a developing young player. He's a, he's a work in progress. Yes, no question about but it. But that's this whole team right now, work in progress. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, hold on, hold on. You know what day today is? 
It's the start of spring. Well, it's Bobby Orr's birthday. Come on. Bobby Orr has got, you know. Bobby Orr's birthday. 70, Bo- Bobby, Orr, Bobby Orr would be lucky, John, today to be a 10-goal, 40-point guy. Yeah, but he's 75. But he's 75 years yeah, of age. That's right. Who got Dick Irvin? Harry Neal got Dick Irvin. Dick, John Beliveau would only scored 20 goals. And Dick just lost it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then Harry dropped. He's 62 years uh, old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, the Glenn Anderson, Dick Irvin, uh, that was one of the funniest ones of all time after the Rangers won the Cup in 94. And Dick's interviewing him, and he goes, uh, well, congratulations on your fifth championship. And Glenn Anderson goes, it's my sixth, Dick. And Dick goes, oh, yeah, well, this is my 43rd Stanley Cup that I've been at. Well, and speaking of, I mean, Dick just turned 91. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Bob. All right, we are uh, 1253 here. Oh, wait. Uh, I guess I'm going to merge the break in about one minute's time. Oh, good. So I'm going to have to come up with a trivia question on the fly, and I haven't even told Brendan what the answer is going to be. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll do some shuffling here, Bob, and, you, and I'll let you. go to break and let me come back? Yeah, I All can right, do that for th- you. Let's do that. Uh, it is 1253. <laughs> You're listening to winners now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, how tough should I make it, Brennan? It's 12.57 in Edmonton. We're going to get to Oilers Game Day Trivia. It's brought to you by Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave, and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton or in uh, in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and available at proamsports.ca. Up for grabs, a $50 GC from Pro-Am Sports. Here we go. It's not that hard. Mike Greer, as we know, is a former Edmonton Oiler. He's now the general manager of the San Jose Sharks. Which NCAA powerhouse did Mike Greer play for? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, which NCAA NCAA powerhouse did Mike Greer, the now general manager of the San Jose Sharks, play for. And you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line 780-496-0063. For you golfers out there, if you're looking for a golf tour bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel this October and golf world-famous Pinehurst in North Carolina, home of the 2024 U.S. Open, as part of a five-day golf getaway. Your Pinehurst golf package includes airfare by private charter with open bar meals, four nights spectacular accommodation, five rounds of golf, including the stunning U.S. Open course at Pinehurst. Space is limited. To reserve your tea time, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Drew Remenda coming up. Sharks uh, analyst when we return in Oilers now.